Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. So let's hop into today's episode. What's up guys? Today's episode is going to be three things we wish we knew sooner. Nutrition edition. Diving right in. So these are things that I think they're common, but they're things that you wouldn't really expect just because there's still so much like fad dieting, typical diet culture type of messaging out there. And sometimes I think we are moving away from that. And then I'll see a post from another influencer or just somebody who is following a program and like reaches out to me and I'm like facepalm like why is this still happening so this will be a super quick episode kind of just straight to the point Um, but the first thing both quality and quantity matter when it comes to your nutrition I think there's generally two camps on social media there's the people who are all about like flexible dieting and just hitting your macros and not really paying attention to what they are consuming and then there's like the eating clean, um, very like holistic wellnessy type people who aren't necessarily tracking macros, but eat super like high quality nutrient dense type foods and never eat anything else. So we are smack dab in the middle of that. And it took us a while to get here. We've both been parts of both of those camps in the past. Um, and we will tell you that there is, there's room for both and that both of those things matter no matter what your goals are, if it's fat loss, if it's just living a healthier lifestyle. Um, and there's going to be different seasons, but basically they are both important. Absolutely. And that's something we've been, like you said, ebbing and flowing on and kind of landed on. And I'm glad that we took the journey that we did because we learned a lot through those journeys and being here, understanding moderation, understanding how to track, understanding the importance of quality foods has enhanced our lives, but we probably wouldn't appreciate this or take it as seriously if we hadn't gone through those previous journeys. If you went back on my Instagram, maybe not now because I've like archived so many posts, but if you went and scrolled all the way back to like 2014, 2015 era when we first started flexible dieting and tracking macros, you would see like these immaculate creations of just random foods like I would make like pop tarts look like a meal with like a bunch of different things and we would make like these crazy pancakes and put like candy and cookies on them and it was just like how can I reach my macros by eating the most junk food possible almost Um, like it almost became like a competition on social media to post like your macro creations um, which is just it's funny to look back on but you know, what happens when you're only focusing on macros and the amount that you're eating, so the quantity, is that you're probably not going to feel very good. Your fiber is probably a lot lower than where it should be. You're not eating a a whole lot of nutrient-dense foods because you're filling your day with all of these other processed foods, which processed foods are not bad, but most of your diet should be nutrient-dense if you want to feel your best and have energy and just have proper digestion and be recovering better from training. So I get both sides, but most people that we work with and have worked with over the years are thriving and at their healthiest and happiest when there's a good focus on both sides of things. When you hear food is fuel, we probably focus on 
like calories and energy. So you consume calories to have energy. But it goes so much deeper than that because the nutrients that we're consuming, the micronutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, the fiber content, the diversity within those, the fuel is what's optimizing our hormones, hormones, our mood, our sleep, our energy levels, our focusing abilities, you know, all these different areas. We're not just talking about let me eat calories so I can have energy because that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's the top layer where it's beyond superficial. If we are not focusing on the things that actually allow our body to thrive, then calories do not become energy. Calories become the object that weighs us down like a freaking anchor because we're not optimizing all those other areas of our health. And with that said, on the other side of the spectrum, the people who just focus on eating clean and eating all of those nutrient-dense foods, number one, if you do have more specific goals like body composition or body recomposition or you know losing body fat, gaining muscle, recovering your best in the gym, you're going to want to be eating a certain amount of protein and just a certain amount of calories for your body and for your goals. So if you've never paid attention to that, it's really hard to sort of grab where you should be and majority of people who have never tracked macros or sort of have gone about it the wrong way where it's very all or nothing they stop tracking and then it's like they're way under consuming protein and they're way under consuming fiber just because they haven't had that practice and that mindfulness without just strictly tracking so well on that point that doesn't mean you need to track for the rest of your life that means you need to use that as checkpoints. So if it's a baseline, you know, every couple of weeks or, you know, maybe it's once a week just to check in, you eat pretty similarly every single day, once a week, hey, what are my numbers actually coming in at? Let me weigh this out and actually track this. So this isn't a life sentence to tracking. It's just educating yourself so that you can eat intuitively, intuitively at a much higher level to optimize whatever your goals are. Yeah. And for like all of the clean eaters out there too, like you are not going to shrivel up and keel over by having processed food like that's just it's not gonna happen yes should most of your diet be full of the whole nutrient dense single ingredient type foods yes but that doesn't mean you can't ever have a donut or go out for a pizza with their family or have ice cream like there's room for both and figuring out where that balance is for you and where that balance is in different seasons of your life is so important all right number two Fat loss is just a phase. It is not a lifestyle. This is still a very prevalent one that we see all the time with new clients. You cannot live on 1,200, 1,500, even like 1,700 calories for most people for, for the rest of your life. Like You're just not going to feel your best. Your biofeedback is going to tank. Um, you cannot chase fat loss forever, even if you still have more fat to lose. So a big misconception is a lot of people think that they're going to enter a cut phase or a fat loss phase and 12 weeks later, they will be at their dream body and their dream goals and then they'll be good to go. Like it just does not work like that. So understanding that there are phases, understanding that you can't just coast through fat loss until you reach your goal. You're going to have to cycle through fat loss and maintenance or fat loss and reverse diet and maintenance or maybe you want to do a bulk and put on some more muscle mass so understanding that there are phases and being open and aware that you have to sort of cycle through them is really important to give you some context i was of the mindset i think this was 2016 or maybe it was 17 of i'm gonna run through one cut phase 12 weeks and then i'll be good i'll be golden to understand that you're not you're probably not gonna reach the goal that you had in mind in one phase. So this is a long-term cycle of different phases you're going to go through. I ended up running through 
for the better part of a year, not a year straight, because we're gonna go through different phases, but a year of actually being in a deficit, I wanted to lose 15 pounds, I ended up losing 50 pounds. So I cut from 227 to, what's the math, 177. Um, so the heaviest I'd ever been, and then the lightest I'd ever been, I'd been since high school. Um, and that was something that blew my mind. I lost 10 pounds, I was not happy. I lost 20 pounds, I was not happy. I lost 30 pounds, I was not happy. So I cut all the way down to 177 and got yoked. But if I had gone into that and had a concrete mindset, because I did go into that with a mindset, but if I had a concrete mindset of I'm gonna do this for three months, I would have been pretty depressed at the end of that three months and I may have you know, chosen to live in that deficit to go even further and further and further. But as biofeedback really burns out, you stop achieving those uh, positive benefits. So understanding that and having the background that I did, I just completely miscalculated the amount of body fat that I had, but having the the better, more well-rounded mindset going into that, I was luckily able to adjust and continue to put myself through those different phases as opposed to completely drying myself out. And for me, I've been on the opposite side of the spectrum. So I've been somebody who has eaten 1,100 to 1,300 calories for an extended period of time. This was way back in like high school, probably college, most of college, um, and I just never made progress. I would see this was when like Pinterest was getting super popular and you would see all the fitness girls on Pinterest and I would look at these women and see, you know, they were they were so toned, using air quotes, and muscular and, you know, it just was so hard for me to ever see any progress. I was never happy. I was constantly hungry. Um it just it hurt my relationship with food. So we've been there. We understand that you know, you think you have to do things a certain way. And to an extent, there is going to be certain methods and things that you have to do in order to get to your goals. But like Josh says a lot on a lot of these podcasts, there are a thousand different ways to get to your end result. So figuring out how to make this fit your lifestyle and understanding there are phases of dieting is very important. One second. For those of you who are sitting in the background saying, hey, I eat 12 to 1,500 calories a day, I've done this forever and I feel fine, try to take a step back and objectively ask yourself, when was the last time, not that you felt fine, but that you felt incredible, that you were thriving, that energy levels were through the roof, you slept fantastic, like you wake up and you don't say, yeah, I'm okay, you say, wow, I feel incredible. That is what we're striving for. You can get back to that level and that's what we are working on, that's our journey and it's you know not something you typically achieve and then you're there forever it's something you have to work at consistently there's good days and bad days but you want to get to a point where there are more great days than okay days in your life and you know waking up and saying i'm fine i'm okay that's not living life to your full potential so by optimizing these areas not just doing the bare minimum to get by but by optimizing everything you're doing you can thrive again yeah, I think sometimes too, like you think you're doing okay and you think you feel fine, but it's really just you've adapted to however you feel in that moment. So oftentimes with our clients who we bring through a reverse diet or we have them start eating more food than they've been eating recently, you know, they their energy levels skyrocket. They start to actually progress in their training programming. They're not sore all the time. Um, they're sleeping better. Like these little things make such a big difference in your overall lifestyle and your mental health and everything. So and this is, I mean, to go even a step further, what we're talking about with, or we'll be talking about with proactive healthcare versus reactive healthcare and what are normal levels, quote unquote, for certain things that you're measuring uh, in your lab work. 
versus what are optimal levels. So if you're in the normal range, that doesn't mean you're thriving. That doesn't mean that you're doing everything you can to avoid certain deficiencies and declines as you continue to age. If you are focusing on optimizing all of these levels and maintaining that for the long term, you are increasing your longevity, you are increasing your vitality, and you are not going, the theory and what we've seen in the studies and everything is you are not going to run into a lot of the later age issues. You can thrive mentally, you can thrive physically for a lot longer by being proactive, getting your levels checked, and not settling for what the norm is because the norm just isn't good enough anymore. Number three, your expectations regarding your nutrition matter. So if you go into tracking macros with the expectation to hit your macros perfectly down to the gram every single day, you're going to feel like you failed. And that's, I would say that's the biggest thing we see with people who are against tracking macros is their mindset around what tracking macros actually is. Um, So understanding that your expectations when it comes to your nutrition goals plays such a big role is so important because I mean if you approach anything with an all or nothing mindset you're going to feel at some point maybe not right away but at some point you're going to feel like you failed if you don't hit it perfectly and you know the secret into the secret to sustainability is just managing those realistic expectations yeah, that's huge. And that's what I was going to kind of jump right in with. It's this journey and the the mindset you have to have in this journey is understanding what a realistic expectation is. So realistically, you're not going to be perfectly on plan, whether you're tracking or eating intuitively, you're not going to be doing this perfectly every single day for the rest of your life. There are ebbs and flows to that. And that doesn't mean you have to throw everything out the window. But what your normal week looks like is going to be a lot different than what a vacation week looks like or a special event looks like. And understanding certain things you can do to minimize, you know, the bloat and the discomfort and the weight gain and the fluctuations at those special events while balancing, enjoying yourself in moderation is about setting a realistic mindset, setting realistic expectations. If I enjoy this, but I don't go crazy, I don't have 10 cocktails, I have a couple drinks and a dessert, and then I try to choose healthy meals or healthy uh, options for the meal itself and the appetizers. So going into that with a plan understanding it's not going to be perfect is what's actually going to keep you on track longer term because you don't go through the ups and downs of, oh, I did great. Oh, I'm terrible. Oh, I'm awesome. Oh, I'm very bad. You understand what's happening and you can ride that out longer term. I think it also applies to your progress in general too. So understanding that you're not magically going to lose one to two pounds per week every week if your goal is fat loss. It's going to have spikes and it's going to have valleys. So understanding the expectations with your physical progress too and understanding that progress isn't just about the scale, isn't just about how you look. There are so many other ways, at least with us and how we do things that you can make progress. So, you know, by improving your daily habits or by actually being consistent with what you set out to do every week or, um, you know, just focusing on your mindset and your relationship with food. So there's so many other avenues that you can be progressing with. It's not just about, hey, I lost one, I lost one and a half pounds this week and every week for the last 10 weeks because that's just not realistic. That's not going to happen to most people. So being realistic with what you're expecting as far as your goals is a huge thing too because then you you're going to adhere longer. You're going to be consistent longer because you're not weighing... You're not progressing and continuing to do things based on what has already happened or what hasn't happened. Mentally, you're not on plan, then off plan, on plan, then off plan. It's not the on and off roller coaster. So 
That about sums it up. We are going to wrap it up here. If you are a returning listener, a new listener, any kind of listener, you enjoyed this episode, hop on to the reviews, drop a quick five star, a comment if you can. We greatly appreciate it. Or share it on social media. Take a little screenshot and tag us. We love seeing that too. So where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes.